Welcome to the Illuminate Faith Podcast, episode number two. I'm one of your hosts, Dave Exley, and in today's episode, we're going to be having a conversation about collaboration as it relates to churches and faith communities. Uh, And in the episode, I'll be having a conversation with uh, Jamie Holton, who is one of the ministers for North Bramalee United Church. And they're doing some exciting work as it relates to collaborating with uh, local uh, ministry teams uh, and uh, from folks across the country in this uh, new model that they have here. So we look forward to that conversation. Uh, Today's episode was recorded once again live at the Bag Lady in London, Ontario. So without further ado, let's get started. So uh, thinking about, you know, I I think collaboration is an important aspect in, in ministry. Um, and there are so many layers to it. Um, we'll get to the conversation with, with Jamie because I think they're doing some great work at, uh, at North Bramley as it relates uh, to this and sharing their resources. But um, as the church shrinks in size, it's kind of forcing us to ask some deeper questions about uh, who, who do we collaborate with and, and um, whether that's, you know, how does that happen within the, the context of our own particular faith community? How does it happen within the wider church and the various levels of church that exist uh, for us? Um, and then how does it happen within the community? So I'm wondering whether you have any stories, good stories of where there was just some excellent collaboration happening as it relates to uh, the church work that you've been doing. Yeah, you know, I think for me, one of the first things that where I really started wondering about what does collaboration look like for the church in the 21st century, I was at this pretty small downtown church in uh, Montreal at a church called the Glisse Saint-Jean, and um, it was really interesting because we had the church as part of the building. Um, across the street, there was a dance club called uh, Fufun Electrique, which is uh, electric buttocks. Um <laughs> Part of the building, uh, two doors over, that was still attached to our building was a strip club. And then there was a um, garden, a community garden just across the way. We had an outreach center in our basement. And what's really interesting thinking about some of those things, I mean, obviously, um, not all of those uh, people would be necessarily church partners that uh, uh, would immediately come to mind. But thinking about, okay, there's all these people in the community And God's at work in their lives, right? Uh, Because a lot of the time we think about, okay, we've got the God thing covered in the church, and then we're going to sort of bring it out to the maybe less than savory areas of our neighborhood or or different parts of things. But for me, I really started thinking about uh, how is God already at work in the lives of these people? And I found when I started my ministry here in London, being able to go out and meet with different community groups and think about, okay, uh, what are the places of grace that are in... um, that are, that's already going on in the community, and how, in some ways, can can we allow ourselves as as leaders and ourselves as the church be evangelized by some of that goodness that's going out, uh, going on in the wider world, and even to look in some of the places that maybe aren't quite as obvious and churchy. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's really important as an initial approach to uh, collaboration. That's fantastic. I I love that idea of sort of reverse evangelism, you Mm -hmm. know, of being open to that. There's something about that I think that that's, you know, deeply, you know, that's very important as it relates to, you know, the work of the church. That's that's fantastic. If you're going to be in collaboration, there needs to be that openness to be evangelized yourself. You know, I know that's a uh, might be a dirty word for for some of us (laughs) United Church folk, but uh, but that's 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 helpful. And and Isaac, it sounds like it allows you to enjoy your love of electronic dance. 
dance music. Yeah, that's too. right. Yeah. Get everything moving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for me, like hearing you talk about how to collaborate. Isaac, it, um, it, it also makes me think of a different genre of music, hip-hop music. I, 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 um, I, I often look to the old-school brand of hip-hop and, and my, uh, my guilty pleasure love of it. And uh, not so guilty. I, I, um, I just sort of uh, just love uh, a lot of the, the older hip-hop and of, of my youth. And, and, and I'm not going to lie, the other day I preached on this because what you see in, in a lot of hip-hop groups of, of the early 90s, uh, I'm thinking of Wu-Tang Clan, I'm thinking of personal favorites like De La Soul and Tribe Called Quest, there was often uh, not one individual but a group of people making the music sound better through working together. Now, now I just have to disclose a lot of the themes brought up and a lot of the music I, w- I wouldn't preach on or, or uh, encourage others to preach on on a regular Sunday, but a lot of the hidden themes in there of just how to collaborate, encouraging others, um, featuring friends. It's There's never, um, to, to elevate the, the strength of an individual, there's often uh, an encouragement of your friend and colleague in the rap music uh, genre and and um, you, you get that a lot, especially in the the albums you purchase of, of that day and age, where you you might have a, uh, an album by by say the Fugees, but it's featuring all kinds of friends and and lifting that lifting them up, illuminating their work, um, and, uh, and and thus sort of through that collaboration, the individuals get stronger and more exposure and, and then all of a sudden the music the music of a predominantly marginalized voice becomes quite dominant in culture yeah yeah that's interesting to think about that in relation to collaboration uh, that's a that's a good image I had to say when I started preaching on it the other day I had to say to my predominantly uh, Scottish in, in inherited uh, <laughs> uh, rural community I, I, I just had to say to them please please, uh, I'm, I'm just going to ask you to stay with me here. And, and then I just started talking a lot about my passion for hip, old school hip hop music. Uh, did you happen to play uh, I Left My Wallet in El Segundo for them or anything like that? Uh, I left, I left, no, I apologize, I didn't. <laughs> you know what, I, I think about it, in terms of uh, this whole concept of collaboration, I, I also recognize that there's the importance of sort of recognizing that, that every that collaborative efforts within a faith community are going to look different. You know, like I think it's highly contextual as all ministry is. Mm-hmm. And, and when I think about the only, you know, my, all the stories that I have as it relates to, you know, collaboration, I think in particular about, uh, um, one fundraising initiative that I did when I was doing youth ministry uh, outside Philadelphia and uh, worked for a church where uh, we had a, a world-renowned horse show that happened just, you know, a few blocks down the street from us. And the horse show, uh, the, the fairgrounds, had like no parking whatsoever, barely. I mean, they, they could park maybe 50 cars or something like that. So they relied on the church, actually, and and someone who owned the property around the church uh, for, for them to open up uh, space and for us to have volunteers and, and to do parking uh, there. And sort of interesting to think about just the possibilities that that opened up for us, the mm-hmm. fact that uh, when it comes to fundraising, often things are, are highly contextual, that mm-hmm. what works for one place doesn't work in another place. But it actually became a very uh, a helpful thing. And you wouldn't mm-hmm. think of it necessarily as something that's uh, a tool for collaboration, but it's an opportunity to, to use the space that you have in a way that is addressing a need that, that's out there. And actually, you know, it ended up, uh, you know, 
just stimulating some good conversations, you know, around faith and how we might be in partnership with with our, other people. This, you know, horse show did some incredible fundraising for a, a local uh, hospital, and so um, yeah, I think that there is a contextual part of collaboration that we need to keep in mind. That we need to find ways. I know in the last episode we were talking about um, saying yes, and, and often it's about listening for that yes that exists within the community, and and I think that. Part of that, too, as it relates to collaboration, is how do we listen for opportunities to collaborate with the wider uh, world mm-hmm. um, that we're in relationship with? Because often, you know, I know as it, as it relates to the, the opposite of that, where we kind of are out our, on our own, sort of, you know, in solo situations and trying to do it all, all on our own, that there's no life that, that can come into that. And so when a church has an opportunity to, to make connections beyond the small, you know, church body, you know, new life seems to be uh, popping up uh, yeah, in those definitely. places. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think, too, even, you know, like just thinking about in, in terms of collaboration, when you think about either partnering with people in, in different groups and uh, community organizations or whether you think about uh, partnering with different leaders in within the church, one of the things that I've been found more and more helpful is thinking about, okay, what are my gifts? And then what are some of the things that I'm just not really that good at? And then instead of kind of getting so hung up on some of the stuff that I'm just not that great at, thinking about, okay, how can I partner with other people Mm -hmm. so that, you know, my weak points, I don't have to spend, um, you know, all this time um, trying to, I mean, some things you need to get better at over time, but sometimes it's good to be able to say, okay, I want to work with uh, so-and-so to do this, and they've got gifts around the organizational side, and I've got gifts around uh, some other part of it, and coming together and being able to to be okay with that, to be, maybe to be able to enter into maybe a space of, uh, I guess, being a bit humble in terms of what, what are we good at, what are we not great at, and then saying, okay, how are we going to move forward with the project uh, with other folks to be able to uh, augment the places where we don't have as uh, certain gifts and... and it, it really brings you back to the body of Christ, doesn't it? And, yeah. and that the First uh, Corinthians twelve, the, just the the notion of if you're a foot within the body, don't get down on yourself that you're not a hand. Yeah, yeah. Get excited that you're a part of the body, and yeah. and there are other members of the body that that uh, through you both being collectively a part of, you're you're both stronger for it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, and you think also, you know, about uh, the image of, of Jesus commissioning the disciples and saying to them, you know, you're going to do even greater mm-hmm. things because you'll have the Spirit with you. And I think there is something about that idea that the greater things happen as a result of more people being involved, that it's not, you know, like, I can imagine the disciples sort of being baffled by that statement by Jesus and saying, how, how are we going to possibly do, you're right. the son of God, like, how could we possibly do that? And I think perhaps, you know, what's uh, evident within that statement that Jesus makes and that assertion that he makes about that is that there is something about when we work together uh, mm-hmm. that amazing things can happen. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't sort of the early church wasn't Paul going solo. The magic wasn't in necessarily just Paul the Apostle mm-hmm. uh, or in Peter and in the other disciples that were sharing that message, but the, the, the power was in those communities. And... You know, despite the fact that those communities stumbled, you mm-hmm. know, uh, out of the gate early on and, and had many struggles, 
there was, you know, just that power of, of yeah. the, the uniqueness of their connection to one another and what they could do together as opposed to what yeah. they could accomplish uh, separately. It's really powerful to hear you put it that way, Dave. It's the, the, the sense of, uh, often the sense of quality collaboration often for me has a sense of quality worship. The, the, the same presence uh, is, is felt in both, I find. And, and to be able to, to have that in the, in the world of congregational work and mission, um, it, it's just that much more exciting to, to label it spirit-filled and to label it worship uh, because, um, because it's just a strong sense of, of the Spirit's work in it all. Well, let's, uh, uh, on that note, let's uh, throw it to uh, the conversation that I had with Jamie Holton from North Bramalee uh, United Church. Uh, they are doing some unique things related to uh, just this new hub model that they've been doing for the last year or so to kind of give you an idea of what's happening there. Uh, for the past, yeah, pretty well a year, uh, they've been uh, meeting on Tuesday mornings uh, to, and they've encouraged other uh, uh, church leaders, uh, whether they're lay leaders or, or clergy, uh, to gather together with them as they do their worship planning and it's been a time where they've just you know uh, been resourcing one another and working collaboratively together and people connect uh, either in person or they'll sign in uh, through uh, an online conversation and uh, be uh, on speakerphone or on the video conference uh, with them and so it's, I participated in that recently and it was a fascinating uh, exploration of how we might as the church move into a new space where we can share resources as opposed to just sort of being church that are isolated from one another who meet every now and again for presbytery or for conference and those types of things. But how can we live into a, a reality where we can strengthen one another collaboratively? So let's listen to that conversation with Jamie. So Jamie, tell me a little bit about uh, North Bramley United Church. So North Bramley United Church has been uh, in existence since 1983. We started in a, in a school Chincuzi High School, and then in '87, this building was was built, and uh, it's a growing uh, growing community that has uh, lots of lots of young families, and we're just blessed with uh, with some great leadership and staff, and it's a privilege to to spend uh, spend some time here. Yeah. yeah. And how long have you been on on staff here? Yeah. So yeah, good question. I came as a student, which is something's unheard of to come as a student and then come back as when I got ordained. Then two years later, I came back. Uh, the church was at a point where they were looking for a second full-time minister, so I came and joined uh, my uh, colleague and my mentor, Norm Green, who was the founding minister. And so, yeah, I, I came as a student uh, 19 years ago, and I've been here uh, ordained for 17. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. One thing I notice about uh, North Bramley is just you, you seem to be, you in, individually, and mm-hmm. then the church seems to be heavy on collaboration mm-hmm. and connection within uh, the community. There's certainly the, the story of the journey, which there's many mm-hmm. stories of it, uh, out of that. But uh, I mean, I'm interested in collaboration and how you sort of intentionally seek out, you know, uh, you know, collaborative models. You know, you've sure. got uh, the hub model, and maybe we can just talk about yeah. that to start with. You know, yeah. tell us a little bit about uh, the hub model for ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I think you're, you're right on, Dave. Like, relationships are just so key, and, and we really do try to emphasize a collaborative leadership uh, around our church. Just really believe that God works through a number of voices together, but but often I, I, I see collaboration sometimes in the church without leadership. And, and so what I mean by that is, it's, it's one thing to get a multiple voices around the table, but someone still needs to make a decision. And so, but, but I think when it's being done, hopefully, 
in a healthy way, everyone around the table feels like they have ownership of what's happening. And you would have seen that at our worship table today. We had, uh, you know, we had a number of people around that table. I think people really were able to contribute to the conversation, but someone still needs to lead that team and to lead. So, so collaborative leadership is really significant for us. Both of those words being, I would say, equally, equally important. Uh, you know, some of the ways that you see it beyond our, our church certainly is we are very involved in, in the community, and it's just been a blessing for us to work with with community partners, and uh, there's a number of ministries that, that we that we share, and it's amazing the way God works through uh, the different pieces that we can bring when when we work when we work together. With the hub model, with uh, what we call a resource church around here, is we're working with other churches and other church leaders, and and partly that's sharing our resources that, that God has blessed us with. Uh, that might be a video that we create can now be used at other churches as well on a Sunday morning because why would we just keep it for ourselves? This is this is a gift from God. God and we're we're glad to share it with others. But the but the the collaboration, the relationship gets built along the way. It's more than just the resources that, that, that get shared. There's a there's an investment in in people. There's an inspiration that happens as we as we work together, as we pray together. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I think a lot of people in the church, especially in church leadership, you, you can start to really feel like you're on your own, and it can be very lonely, and it can be very uh, difficult. And, and there's the, the the we're just beginning catch a glimpse of the power of resourcing and working together with other church leaders is absolutely putting the right tools and resources in their hands. But I think it's it's even as more important that it might be what God is doing in in the, a leader's heart, being inspired for ministry, being connected to both other people, but also to Christ, who is our, our resource for, for ministry and life. So I got a chance to experience uh, the the hub model uh, this morning, and uh, you've obviously got not just folks from from this community mm-hmm. of faith, but from other United Churches uh, who are involved in that. Uh, how did that get started? Yeah, so so Edge and Rob Dalglish really had a had a vision of of, uh, of encouraging what was being called at the time hubs of excellence, and in some ways it makes sense to, to look where God is raising up uh, strategic, effective, vital leadership in communities, and then have those communities work with other churches and other communities to, to try to help them become healthy as, as well. So it just the vision really caught us. We were at a point where, uh, you know, when, when Rob and I first started talking, uh, we had also, you know, God kind of works on these things over time. Eh? So, so that was one conversation that was very influential. Uh, but it also was piggybacking conversations we'd had around here, kind of dreaming a little bit, saying, gosh, we're just so grateful for this series or this this video. Why, why, why couldn't we share this with other churches? And so it just kind of it, it aligned, I think, with God's vision. And, and so that's, but that's really where it started. So last summer, we did a, we called it a pilot project, and we, we invited other churches to join us for, for our worship series. And we had uh, oh my goodness, there were seven or eight churches that, that joined us, some from as far as Fort McMurray, uh, Alberta, who were able to keep their doors open over the summertime because of the resourcing and the working together, uh, to some that are an hour away that were just taking our series and doing it in their place. But again, they were being encouraged and inspired. And they, their own words were, I'm more excited about Sundays these days because we're working on this stuff together. And so, so that started last summer, and we've just been carrying it out throughout the, the whole year. And uh, that that's uh, just... Uh, yeah, we're we're not exactly sure where where it's going to go. I mean, I think there's a piece to to I think sometimes life that that you don't always know exactly where things going to go. 
even after you've started it. At least that's a lot of how my life works anyway. <laughs> and, and I think there's a piece here that, that we've been, we in the church that we've been working with, I think have been very blessed by this, this ministry, this resource and this hubs, hub model, uh, resource church. Um, but I think we're just scratching the surface, to, to be honest, because worship, as important as it is, it's, it's really only one element of, of a church's life and leadership. And so when we get into a resource and it goes a little deeper even, some, some coaching and mentoring that we're looking to get into as we head into this next year, uh, which will lead into evangelism strategies and welcome systems and, and discipleship pathways and those, those kinds of things, and resourcing leaders with not only the tools but also the encouragement to, to stay focused and work on those, those things, create those kinds of systems in our churches. Can't wait to see where it might go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, certainly as the, as we look at the future of our church and where we are today, and, and obviously in the United Church of Canada, questioning, you know, how we might do, you know, regional ministry, and, and there's a lot of resources that are tied up mm-hmm. with, you know, presbytery responsibilities and, and conference responsibilities and things like that. And it seems like what you're doing with this hub model is offering perhaps a glimpse of what, what could be. So what, what sort of things, like, I mean, first of all, I guess, you know, how many... Um, how many churches have been connected mm-hmm. to this? Uh, obviously, from week to week, it might be different. But sure. Yeah. Do you have a sense yeah. of how how many in total have? Yeah, there, there would be. I my guess would be somewhere between thirty and fifty churches have been involved uh, in the worship, and then we've been doing some leadership work over the last two or three years. So we have different uh, churches that are represented. Some of the the mentoring and, and leadership work that we're doing. But I, yeah, I would I would guess somewhere between thirty to fifty, depending on how you make the count, uh, have been connected with some of the things that we're doing over the last few years yeah. and what sort of feedback have you have you received that maybe has been surprising yeah in that process yeah I, I I've been so long in this environment um, that I didn't realize how hard ministry can be I've been in a team environment from I, I that's all I've known and so I uh, yeah it's been shocking for me and and in some ways heartbreaking actually to see how lonely and how difficult ministry can be uh, so that that's been a that that motivates us to want to continue to, to do this work. Uh, the other piece has been how how quickly God can make changes with sometimes the most simplest of, of things, and to see the inspiration of leaders. And I, I think one of the keys to our, our church's future in life will be inspired leaders, leaders that are growing in their faith, that are passionate for Christ, that are are are. Uh, encouraged to do ministry each day and each week, and just to see the difference that that's made in, in some of the work that we've done we've done already has been really, really, really encouraging. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, wondering, you know, I see that you know from a staffing standpoint, just internally here. Obviously, there's there's the blessing that has extended out beyond these walls, yeah. but internally, it seems like. Uh, North Bramley is a place that uh, where you're doing creative things with staffing, uh, and that seems to be you know it seems to be an environment where there's a lot of collaboration. Mm. You know, like the staffing complement here seems to be way beyond what a church this size you know should be able to mm. afford. And so, how do you approach? How have you approached staffing? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, about about seven or eight years ago, uh, I was just very aware that it it it, it and I, I suspect it feels like this for a lot of people. It just felt like there was way more work that God had. For for us to do than the, than the few people who were currently doing it could handle, and and it didn't it didn't feel like a lot of the work that we were feeling we were supposed to be doing was wasn't significant. It all felt like significant. So we really just prayed and really and and dreamed and visioned that we would have more people working at this more of the time. The the other piece is the joy that we get 
when God, uh, you know, uses us and uses the gifts and, uh, that God has, has given us. Just we wanted more people to experience that kind of joy. And so, anyway, just I think our antennas went up through, the, through that prayer and through God working in us and on us and through us. And so we just started to expand our, our staff, both in paid staff and un, un, we, we have what we call unpaid staff. And these are people who are at a point in their life and some, sometimes it's early retirement and sometimes it's just to, at home with kids or whatever it might be, but, but have some time to give and really want to give in significant ways, but don't necessarily need to be paid at this point. So we've expanded our, our unpaid staff is probably uh, 50% of our staff and, and, and just as, as significant in, in, in some ways. The other piece is we have have grown e- e- each year, and, and we've 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 stretched our, our budget each year to to grow our staff, and we just know that's part of the pathway for increased ministry and, and impact. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, now that you, I mean, you've had the chance, uh, you know, to to work uh, in a in a collaborative environment with individuals that you know maybe are a little bit more isolated in ministry. Um, is there a message that you would? like to share with them, mm. you know, when you think about uh, that, the work of ministry and, uh, you know, words of hope, mm. you know, for those individuals that, uh, that maybe feel a little bit more isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the first would be, I really am praying for folks in those situations. Uh, as I said, it didn't, didn't realize how difficult life, life and leadership could be. The other would be just to really um, encourage people to those spiritual practices. Um, I think, uh, that the best resource we have is the God who we serve, and and to be spending time in Scripture and prayer, not 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 for Sunday messages or or for for work, if you will, but for one's own soul. Though you know, to, to daily take some time with God and let that 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 resource of God be our energy and our life, and that's 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 you know that. God will bless that that time, and and then to just encourage to to reach out, and if we can help, we'd be glad to. And and the the amazing thing about technology these days is you don't have to be five minutes away to be connected to a a community like ours and the work we're doing uh, by by technology. You know, we can we can be working together and be glad to share our resources. I think I think just that's the direction God's taken our church. Well, thanks so much, Jamie, to, uh, for talking uh, with us and hosting me uh, today. And it's been great to get to know uh, you and uh, what's happening here. And blessings to uh, North Bramley and, and in your ministry and everybody else that's involved here. Oh, you're very welcome, Dave. Hope we uh, hope we get to do it again. Yeah, yes. Good to have you here today. So thanks uh, to uh, to Jamie Holtum for spending some time with me uh, recently and having a conversation about collaboration. I, I think there's something magical about this hub model mm-hmm. that they've got going on here. Cause what I, I don't know if your experience is this, but I find that where we are in the church today, at least the mainline churches, we seem to be in a space where because there's so much anxiety around church closure and, you know, it, it, you know, that we have some people that are moving towards the mindset of, well, it, it's survival of the fittest, which in that mindset, I think that it lends to necessarily, um, space that moves us away from collaboration sometimes. I love the fact that here's a church that's thriving and doing well and would be fine to, you know, that it looks like they've got a bright future and uh, they could be that church that says, well, we're just going to approach things from a survival of the fittest and, uh, and isolate ourselves from the wider church community. But he, they're being daring enough to say, hey, how can we cha- share our resources and how can we listen to? Because I think that there, it's not just a sharing that goes one way, mm-hmm. but it's a sharing that, that is, you know, uh, opens up a two-way street for conversation. 
So I don't know, do you find that uh, that we're maybe in that space where because of the anxiety that's happening that, that we're less likely to, to be working collaboratively with one another? Yeah, I think that, you know, there, there can be that tendency to think like, okay, diminishing resources, we got to get competitive and think about, okay, what are the people doing down the street and how do we do it better? Like, again, you can kind of get into that whole game. But yeah, it does sound like for... Uh, these folks, they've really been able to create these places, these hubs. And I think that what is really neat right now in terms of being in the church today is there's all these digital resources that aren't that costly to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've really appreciated appreciated that in terms of Edge Ministries, just some of the networks that they've been able to set up that you can connect with people across the country that you'd never normally meet, maybe at general council if, you, if you're a delegate. But but now there's all these opportunities to learn from one another. And uh, so, yeah, in some ways I can see how we could get into the more competitive. But on the other hand, there's all these other avenues for for collaboration and for opening ourselves up to each other that just is so promising. Yeah, hearing... Um so much hope in that interview and 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 it it's it, it comes from a deep place clearly they we really heard touching upon a, a real thing that that perhaps a lot of congregational people or or just the average person they think about ministry or ministers they don't they don't really know that it could potentially be a lonely place um when when uh, as we're talking about resources could be diminishing um but but then that that place of hope that says well, let's invite everyone else in on the collaboration. And then all of a sudden, you don't have loneliness anymore. You have an abundance of people excited with what you're concerned about and um, and, and being daring. It's uh, sort of, we, we definitely sense a, a bright um, future for, for North Bramley, uh, but, but we're also hearing a very bright present. And, um, and that really came through. And, and I think we can definitely identify with coming... Uh, identifying ourselves or colleagues experiencing that that place of loneliness at times but but how radically that can change when we realize we have colleagues we can access them through through various digital means i I know one thing that i have just loved is that uh, the the edge has a, a, a coaching program, and I started using that early in my in my ministry, and, and just have continued because I've just fallen in love with this resource through video conferencing with with my own personal coach. I'm just going to plug his name right now, Brian Mitchell Walker, just phenomenal guy. He's in Saskatchewan. We can talk about things that are going on in so- southwestern Ontario. He he's not really aware of names. It's it's not bias. It's just totally. Uh, uh, totally able to uh, to have somebody see something from a completely different perspective, and then and then engage in that, and and uh, and see um, see how just collaborating with with one person through a digital means can really really help break that sense of isolation and get into a, a fostering a place of of teamwork with others. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that came out for me from that conversation is that. Uh, you know, we are living in this this great, you know, age for collaboration as it relates to, you know, technology, that, you know, new technologies are opening up the possibility to collaborate in, in new and exciting ways, uh, like never before. I mean, you think about the process uh, that's going on within the United Church of Canada with this whole chasing, the soon-to-be-renamed Chasing the Spirit initiative, and how Edge has opened up, the church has opened it up for, uh, for you know, crowdsourcing the name. You know, it came back from our 
general council meeting that folks wanted a new name for that whole initiative within the church that's all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, moving towards, um, you know, supporting uh, emerging new ministries and supporting innovation within the church. And so uh, wanting a new name for that. And so they've crowdsourced that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that would have been difficult to do in the past. But, you know, with technology today, with being able to use leverage social media as we uh, share news about that and and, uh, getting people on board, uh, it creates the opportunity to actually come up with something even better. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that's an exciting thing. And certainly that's a big part of the the North Bramalee hub story is that it's possible for them. Uh, You know, I know Jamie talked about the fact that um, when it comes to uh, the, the hub model that they're doing and the meetings that they have on Tuesdays to do uh, a collaboration as it relates to Sunday morning stuff, uh, that there was a church out in Saskatchewan that uh, that was looking to uh, uh, to perhaps close down during the summer because, uh, you know, difficult for them to maintain and keep going. But the connection to North Bramalee uh, enabled them to uh, to use, you know, sermons uh, that were uh, had been preached uh, and recorded, and uh, and so they remained open. Mm-hmm. So you think about just the connection there Money that, the that exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So an opportunity for them to stay open and to stop other communities from doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I loved uh, hearing Jamie talk about the excitement that the congregation is feeling on a Sunday-by-Sunday Sunday basis. It, it's almost as though you're watching that that great episode uh, that that leaves you with the to-be-continued and the cliffhanger. You want to be a part of it. You want to see next week, or, or in my case, in the next 10 seconds, because we have the power to binge-watch in this day and age. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that, that notion of... Um, you know, when when you are a little more risking, when when you are when you are inviting of having your congregation be collaborative with you, that that it it makes it more exciting for them. It makes the worship more alive. It makes the the presence of the spirit more alive. For sure. Well, let's uh, end it off there, and uh, certainly uh, some uh, motivation for us all to, to be thinking, uh, using our creative uh, imagination and energy around how we can uh, collaborate with one another in new and exciting, exciting ways. So uh, we invite you to go visit us online at illuminatefaith.com. We'll post some show notes there uh, with uh, links to uh, North Bramalee United Church and uh, to uh, our, our musician uh, Joe uh, Ramsey, uh, uh, who's done our uh, music for us here and uh, we'll look forward to joining you next time and have a blessed week. Have a great week.